This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Right. <clears throat> this is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And, uh, yeah, this is the best of H&J, the Daily Podcast. And uh, we had uh, a football administrator in of some repute, Paul Watson, mm. the director of CONIFA. The non-FIFA nations. They've got their World Cup coming up. I think it's going to be absolutely Sounds brilliant good. event. I'm going to take Real, in a game. Really fun. Uh, so uh, you've got all the details of that. Uh, we had a bit of a chat. We had yes. some good input from the listeners on their stinking rotten kit that they've worn for sport. <laughs> with some funny, including a celebrity one from a uh, former England under-19 skipper. That's true. Uh, had a bit of a rant about Chelsea. So You, you did. You hear that. Hope you enjoy it. But uh, I have to say that the David Warner press conference—the worst acting I've seen since Amy Perkins—it's a comparison everybody's been making. Obviously. You're supposed to believe that, honestly. It was fantastic, wasn't it? Morning, Mr. Richardson. <laughs> Did he actually say that any time? Definitely. Your mother's in her office. She got here an hour ago. That's it. Sorry, and, Sorry uh, Dan. Sorry, mate. <clears throat> and also, excuse me. <coughs> yeah, here he goes. He's going go off his long no, run. No. He's clearing the throat. No, that's true. Uh, also unimpressive were uh, Joseph Parker's hacker dancers. Yeah, who could have been a touch more athletic. Yeah, I thought the two blokes who came out with him really. I thought they were. I, I, thought, I got. A they weren't the All Blacks. I sense they were from Bridge End. I thought they were. They can't be brought in last minute. Really, <laughs> you know, I don't like, think they've ever actually like been. Could see Les either. Kellett back in work. Yeah, yeah they, were, they were. They really didn't. Especially your man yeah. on the left. He didn't put his back into it. Yeah, he wasn't really. great, wasn't no. it? So that wasn't good. But um, and also uh, picked up on this on the weekend uh, uh, in the Jewish Chronicle. Oh yeah, a photo of the chief rabbi trying out his bowling at London Harvey's Ben on Nets. He looks a bit slow left arm. Not bad, actually. No, I think he's been practicing uh, Bemis, uh, Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he's doing? Could be. Oh, okay, yeah. Not a bad <laughs> great, idea. Bowling in a suit, I always that's a great look. It's always is. a good look, yeah. Um, and to the bridge, congratulations to Tottenham. I think they've secured top four <clears> now. You think so? Yes, yeah, well, you know, very I'm good side. I'm a bit side. worried about Stoke. It didn't look too bad until Arsenal got that. Nah. 
daft pen. I don't think you need to worry. I think I think had it been Chelsea won, it had been down to two points. Yes, mm. it could have been a bit tight. But I think now that's done and dusted. And you know, and Spurs, they're together. You couldn't have seen it at half time though, because I was saying no. you at half time Chelsea were well on top. We, you were well until than us. until, until they, we scored. Until we scored. Yeah, it's I mean, the story the, of Chelsea's season really. They sort of look all right, play okay, not clinical enough in front of goal, and then. Give the other team goals. I mean, well, do you think he should have saved it? I thought it was a great. Well, hit. no, but I think Moses should have cleared it. I don't think he should have. Isn't that a bit of bad luck? I mean, it was not really bad luck. It was bad football. I mean, he had a chance to set William away. He could have done two things. He could have put it out, or he could have set William away. What he didn't do was give the ball straight back to Spurs, who gave it to Ericsson. And Chelsea stood off him because Conte <clears> made no tactical adjustment for Ericsson dropping into midfield. He made no tactical adjustment the entire game. There's I mean, still a lot to do, though. I think it's a bit tight on Moses Day. He tries to chip the ball over the defender. He doesn't quite make it. I mean, well, it's still it a lot. Costly. It's still a lot that happens. No, one header to Ericsson and he scores. Yeah, but I mean, and then the goalkeeper goal. ducks. Wouldn't necessarily. Mm, expect- again, I'm not. I, that's a bit like Henderson's one last year. The thing is, from behind the goal, it does look as if it's going. What fools him, Caballero? Is hmm. he, th- he thinks the ball's going over the bar. The trajectory <laughs> is. Hmm. I, I was yeah. right behind. It, absolutely, yeah. literally right behind it, and I thought. Oh, that's over. Yeah. And when it went in the net, I went, well, what's happened there? So it dipped like mad. Mm. Yeah, I get that. But it still wasn't a fabulous bit of goalkeeping. And, you know, they missed a straight ball for the second goal. Lovely finish, yes. Yeah. But he, but the Toby Alderweireld ball before he got put on the naughty Absolutely step. should have been cleared. Yeah. And then, you know, the last goal also should have been cleared. So there you go. And then, and given that Chelsea missed a few as well. But look, the, the point... Second the, half, though, they, they just never got going, did they, really? Not no. a shot on target. And William had played 92 minutes for Brazil against Germany. He would look absolutely knackered. But he, he made three changes. He, there, there isn't a manager, I said this to you, from La Liga to the Dog and Duck to the Jewish Sunday League to any level of football oh. that would not have made a substitution when you've gone two down with 25 minutes to go. You, mm. you, you think to yourself as a manager, any manager, any level, you go, well, look, we've got to do something here. We, we might as well lose 5-1 and then 3-1. What does it matter? Yeah. Let's, let's take off uh, <clears throat> uh, a defender. Let's match Spurs in midfield. And let's bring on an extra in, but a bit too late. Well, after 81 minutes, yeah. he made three substitutions in seven minutes. And one was uh, like for like, and the other was basically what he should have done earlier and bring on Hudson Odoi for William. He's just not interested. And he's making. I did that thing. I don't know if you remember when uh, Bridget Nielsen um, misbehaved on fantasy football. Yeah, I remember and that. Frank yeah. said something to her in the break. You all know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, I said something similar to Conte. I th- thought he was making a complete fool of himself. It's not what he said. No, but that's, I, that's <laughs> not what I said either. But I'm, I'm being, I'm sanitising it for broadcast. It's interesting. It was a good piece. He made a, he made a complete mm. fool of himself by standing there and doing, Chelsea won five out of seven in December and were second. They've won three games since he went into a sulk about the January After transfer the window. window. Yeah. Good piece by Jason Burt, as we, our old mate from the Telegraph, the seasoned Chelsea watcher. He's writing about it today, and he's saying that, you know, will you see that seed change that a manager comes in and maybe would be allowed? To, at that point you were making to Jim, he kind of makes today. If Pochettino had gone to Chelsea, he probably would have lost his job by now because he would have outed some senior players mm. and he would have put a bunch of kids in, and that wouldn't have gone down well, would it? No. It's a, it's a very difficult club to manage because the board never back the manager. They never really, they only back him for one season. And so it, it makes it incredibly difficult. But, you know, they've still got 
I think they had a good enough squad to finish second this year. Mm, but, so I agree with you. You know, yeah. but uh, it, unfortunately, you know, he's the manager's deliberately self-destructed. I think he, you can look at it two ways. He's either deliberately self-destructed or he's having the worst period of his career mm. and he's just making mistake after mistake after mistake. And I think he's better than that. So I think it's kind of, well, it's hard to say. It's very, very difficult. You can't make that accusation, so I can't make that accusation. But you, you're left with a feeling of, well, what is going on? Because really, this bloke's lost his marbles in terms of football yeah you know they're just doing nothing right and uh you know none of it's a surprise really and uh has is not interested he's he's not doing himself you think any he's favors. off well he might be but he's not doing himself any favors and that's for the fa cup i mean it's basically whoever wins the spurs united semi-final that's a bye so it is <laughs> what well, about that well even if chelsea beats southampton can you see anything happening in the final against you, you know, know one-off game course yeah yeah know, i mean <laughs> When you look at the team, we all do this. We go to football and we see the team an hour before the game and we go, what's he doing? Why, why does he keep picking, in our case, why does he keep picking Fabregas and Kante? How many times do they have to play together in a two mm. with everybody in the universe saying they can't play together in a two and this bloke still thinks they can? Yeah. Whereas Drinkwater, for some reason, he's just angry at Drinkwater. He didn't want him. He didn't want Matic to go. So he just basically will not pick him. And the one game he picked him when they played against United they look terrific, mm. Chelsea. They should have won the game that day. And, you know, they won the league together, Kante and Drinkwater. If you're mm. going to, you know, it makes no sense whatsoever. I can see the logic in what you're saying. You know, you're so. getting no crime from me because we could end up in a cup final together and football karma comes yeah. back to bite you on no, the bottom. Look, you know, Spurs, it's a, it's a great time for Tottenham. They've got a fabulous manager. They've got a lovely team. They've got backup. Mm. They've got strength in depth. They've got a brand new stadium coming on stream. It's a great time for the club, and fair enough. You know, were they the Chelsea, you know, Spurs had a lot of years of suffering. You know, you, when we did this show, when we started to basically two years ago, you know, you were suffering. Your your club yeah. was never anywhere really. They no. never really threatened to do anything. They had the odd victory here and there, but you know, you, you stuck with it, and then you found this guy, and he's been backed and backed and backed, and the players love him. The players believe in him. And really, the, the cycle looks good. I mean, there's no reason why Tottenham can't go on and, and win stuff. You know, they should do. Mm, we'll see. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I was fascinated by this game, though, mm. uh, between Baltica Kaliningrad and Luch Vladivostok. Oh, yeah. It was a 12,000-mile journey for um, the, the Kaliningrad fans. Oh, yeah. The longest, world's longest football away trip. Uh, it was a nil-nil. <laughs> Fantastic. I hope they didn't think there's that all you take away. Yeah, that's what maybe we'll get a chance to meet up with some of those people when we're in Kaliningrad and, and talk to them about that fixture and whether they enjoyed themselves. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got something for you this afternoon. I'd like to get you involved in this one. Um, this is a, a crackpot survey. Keeping sport kit clean makes you fitter because you feel more positive, so perform better. Set a poll of adults. Yeah, I mean, Boris, all, Boris Johnson could take note there. That's all very well, but... We'd like you to relive the times you turned out for sport uh, in not not the cleanest not the cleanest of kit. Now that could be simply because whose turn it was to wash it. So it went off in the black bin bag after the game. It just came and back. its tones turned to wash it. <laughs> Following week, tone goes ah, it's still in the back of the car, boys. But it was pouring with rain last week. It was a muddy pitch. Yeah, I know. Sorry about that. Could be one of them. It could be a, a bad wash when washing goes bad. A, kit, a bit of mildew gone mm. back in the bag wet. That's true. Could be one of those. Um, or it could be the fact that you forgot to take your kit bag out the uh, back of the car. My old mate of mine who played good standard non-league uh, had a running battle with a, um, an, a teammate. And um, 
his kit used to get a bit dank and a bit fetid mm-hmm. in the back of the car <laughs> to the point that um, his friend in the team said to him one day, have you found it yet? He said, what are you talking about? He said, have you found it? He said, he said go to the back of your car now. And he went to the back of his car and uh, he noticed a sort of plastic bag in the corner. And he opened it and basically it had dung in it. Dung. D-U-N-G, <laughs> dung. dung. So he goes back to his uh, friend he's had this kind of wind-up thing with. He said, what is it? He said, well, we went to the circus with the kids the other week. And I said to the bloke, could I have a bag of elephant dung? And he, I said, I wanted it for me flowers. And he said, yeah, all right, mate. So he gave me a bag. Of, and he said, I, after training last week, last Tuesday, it's the week on, I put it in the back of your car. <laughs> the bloke didn't notice. No, he thought it was just his kit bag reeking <laughs> yeah. in there. So that's how bad it was. <laughs> that's very bad. So um, fetid kit, have you turned out in it and why? The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. So, Andy, um, <clears throat> do you have anything for yes, us? Yes, I do. Yeah, hold on. Um, yeah, this was amusing. Let me just clear my throat there. Oh, okay. You are struggling a bit today. <coughs> no, just, uh, no, I'm fine now. Good. Uh, this was good. Pranksters targeted former Wales striker Jermaine Easter's Wikipedia page mm-hmm. to change his surname to Jermaine Non-Denominational Spring Celebration. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> was very amusing. Uh, it was amended I... by Wags over the bank holiday weekend. Not Wags, not in the football sense. No. Not the wives um... and girlfriends. Do you want, news? Do you want some news of fetid kit? Yeah. Uh, my front row colleague John Bacon says Chris Logan real name uh, went through an entire season without washing his kit made an even more smellier than normal scrum that's That's, that's a tactic isn't it that is a tactic if you're front row thank you very much for that Chris Uh, our Sunday league football manager also owned a fish factory Oh dear. His <laughs> wife washed our kit with his work clothes, says Ashley. Oh, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> no one's going to man mark you, though, are they? You're not going to get that close. <laughs> and uh, I was, this comes from, uh, that was from Ashley. This is from Joshua. He says, I was once asked to play as a last minute replacement mm. due to illness. This was two years after I hung up my boots. The insides of said boots had become like compost. Oh, no. After about three minutes of action, the sole fell off my right boot <laughs> like a clown. <laughs> I've never played since. So keep those coming. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, Andy, what did you want to say? Did you see uh, John Burkow, the uh, sports-mad speaker of the House of Commons? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been reported that he accepted sports tickets and hospitality worth more than £16,000 as gifts in the wow. past year. Uh, Burko, who describes himself as a big Gunners fan, also accepted £5,429.63 pence worth of tickets to football matches, mainly for Arsenal, which he likes to attend with his son. Okay. Yeah, don't we all? We don't have to pay for it, though, do we? It's fantastic. Honestly. Wow. It's amazing, isn't Order. it? Order! <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> really, but there you go. Um, yes, now, among one of the names that's proving less popular than it was last year, have you seen some of the names that are dying out? Yes. Alexa. Yeah, that's and it's because be- of yeah. Amazon. And <laughs> because basically, if you call your kids Alexa, they're facing, if this thing takes off, which it seems to have done, of mm. course, this gizmo, yeah. Andy, um, then you're <laughs> facing a life of servitude, aren't you, if you're Alexa? <laughs> well, people just walk up there and say, so Alexa, can you tell me what the weather's going to be like tomorrow? Alexa, what time does the film start, the Odeon? <laughs> it would drive you mad. I bet that's happening it? to people called Alexa. Can't be easy, can it? Yeah, if you're an Alexa, let us know Stan whether it's and Ollie, though, it's, I suppose it's, you know, they are. It's nothing to do with Lauren Hardy. Really? No. Um, apparently, Stan is a, an abbreviation, an online abbrevi- abbreviation of stalker fan. Oh, is so that no, from the Eminem song, Dear Stan? Well, nobody, yeah, I suppose, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, so no one wants be, yeah. to be called that. Hmm. And uh, Ollie uh, is apparently due to, we're told by the son, a bizarre internet craze where people eat dog food made by the US brand 
Ollie. No. So no one wants to eat dog food or be seen as a stalker <laughs> fan or basically as a uh, as a gizmo. So nothing to do with Stan and Ollie. Nothing to do with Stan and Ollie. No, they have, they, their name should never die out in my and, eyes. And course. it is interesting because you were telling me that the mm. Australian cricketers are appealing, you know, against the sort of severity. Well, the, the union on, on their behalf. The, union yeah, on the their players' behalf. union, yeah. This but, is the, the three players who've picked up bands, obviously. Brian Pearson of the Isle of Wight wrote to The Sun. He's not happy about it. He says that ex-captain Steve Smith should be banned for life. Wow. In a short period. Honestly, about how about that. hanging, Brian? Is that all right? Don't Honestly, about, don't about really. ban for life. No, people, are, people have gone way, way over the top with this. I mean. We did tell you about this survey earlier on that said keeping sport clean makes you fitter because you feel more positive and perform better. Mm. Um, but we were more interested in the kind of rank kit that you pulled on for whatever reason. And uh, you're telling us your story. My mate Richard Harwood's cricket kit is still in the club changing room from last season. Whites and towel included. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so he's probably just waiting for the new season to start waiting for nets Michael that's what it is Michael from Rickmansworth tells us and he just pull it back on again like he's <laughs> never been away <laughs> um, a few seasons ago says Conrad um, our cricket captain opened his bag for the first game of the new season we all collapsed, collapsed. sorry lads <laughs> sorry lads he explained I've been a bit busy not washed it since the last game of the previous oh. season see uh, Michael from uh, Rickmansworth that's, very, that's very exactly unpleasant. what's going to happen um, so mid-September to uh, the following season. Thank you very much. To April. That. Well, that's only about six or seven mm. months. <laughs> but, mm. you know, probably the kit was quite hot. They did a, a list in one of the papers yeah. of the... Because Easter time is often time for sort of mad sporting events. And we get them in the summer. And I was looking at the... They listed all the things that happened. <clears> I think we've done them all. I think, we've done cheese rolling, yeah. haven't we? Uh, bed racing. I'm sure we've done the great Nairsborough bed race. Mm-hmm. World toe wrestling. I remember that. World Worm Charming Championships, World <clears throat> Egg Throwing Championships. Stop me if we haven't done these because we, yeah. we'll get. To I think that. we've done most of them. World Snail Racing. <laughs> too. We definitely did that snail racing. Mm-hmm. Um, world Bog Snorkeling. Well, we've, we've done, done that too many times. Too many times. You would say. Yeah. World Black Pudding Throwing Championships. Have we done that one? <clears throat> Uh, yes, almost certainly, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, the World Gurning Championships, so of course at Egremont, we've, mm. we've done that one. The World Conquer Championships, a big staple of our show in October. And uh, the World's Biggest Liar, I know we did that, I remember that. So basically, there isn't a, a mad world championship we haven't done. That's great to hear. I know, I was quite proud when I saw that. Um, Alex Wakeley's been in touch of, uh, of North Ant, Andy. Oh, yeah. He tells us, he said, I once used one jockstrap for the whole season. <laughs> Really? At the end of the year, I forgot to put it in the bin. <laughs> he didn't give it to the club museum then. <laughs> when I came in for pre- Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Pre-season, my spot in the changing room stank. Oh, no. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Open my bag to find a moldy box and the worst stench ever. Oh, no, that's, that's not good. Thank really. you, Alex, for that. You could have given it to science. Um, yeah, they could have done <laughs> Um, so have penicillin without probably not talksport.com forward slash H&J text to 81089 tweet to TSH&J uh, get in touch this afternoon uh, items of fetid kit that you've played in turned up and had to play probably not your own fault some fairly rank kit tell us tell us your stories uh, should we have the clips of the month well, yeah why not Yeah, clips of the month time then. We only had three weeks, but there were some pretty good clips. Because um, Andy was obviously away at the start mm. of the month, but we still, we've still got uh, three weeks out. So we're going to start with Jim White and a caller. Phil, you're a West Brom fan. Phil, good morning. Morning, Jim. Morning, Hello. morning uh, Phil. Phil, without me putting words in your mouth, I've never spoken to you before in my life, have you? Have I? Yes. Right. Sorry? Yes, last week. <laughs> a magician. Yeah, he's a magician. We've never met before, have we? Yes, last week. Yeah. The Moose now live in Paris in his new role as British ambassador. I was here 18 months ago for the, for the Euros, so I've pretty much done most of the sights of Paris, but it's always great going down to the Eiffel Tower and, and hanging around by the Seine. Oh, shut up, I'm crossing the road. Great, isn't it? Hands <laughs> yes. okay. across the water once again with the moose. So uh, get ready, Russia, mm. he's on his way. And this was the Wigan manager, Paul Cook, who had a sore throat, which gave him two very distinctly different voices. Mm. Listen to this. You know, and nowadays in the modern game, teams have been known to make changes. So whatever team Southampton bring, we know it's going to be very tough, but we've got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know That's how that a bizarre happened. clip. Very so strange. Mad. Like two people. Adam Brazil here with Laura Woods and David Ginola and some geography confusion involving former French international Stéphane Givache. Uh, right, so he's quoted as saying he could have stayed in football. I was in Gingump. Did I say that right? China? Say that again. Gingump. What's Gingump? There we go. Perfect. Um, he was a sporting director there for six months. That's China, yeah. Uh, but he fell out with their president. What? <laughs> Where's Gingump? Where's that, China? Gingump is near, uh, is in Brittany. <laughs> Not that near China. <laughs> that goes, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> was that China? <laughs> anyway, um, this is the newsreader, Jenny Barsby. Either stifling a sneeze or getting a bit emotional. We haven't quite worked out which. It's been quite cold to start today, but we'll see a band of showers moving in from the southwest. These could be heavy and <laughs> thundery in places. Oh, oh We don't know that bad weather. I like thunder. And finally, it's Fisherman's Blues, and Nigel encountered some unsavoury behaviour at a fishing show. I stopped off at the Sonia Bates stand, saw Adam Firth, Neil McKinnon, Ian Day, and they had some amazing chocolate orange wafters. Dirty boys. <laughs> but yeah, better than the eggy ones. <laughs> they are. So there we are, Jim oh, yeah, White. We haven't batch. spoken before. 
Uh, the moose hands across the water. Uh, Paul Cook's two different two different voices. I'm going with Paul Cook for me. But it's a good don't, one. Don't, don't, don't you can vote. Don't yeah. influence. Yeah. No. It doesn't carry favour. It's up to no. you. Mm. Uh, Gingon with China. What? Um, Jenny Barsby well. uh, sneezing and or crying and uh, chocolate orange wafters. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. Make a welcome return to the studio now uh, in his role as the uh, director of the Kanifa World Cup. Uh, he's a, a journalist and uh, maker of fine films on the subject of football and author. It's Paul Watson. Good afternoon, Paul. Good, Good afternoon. See you. Thank you. It's um, a dream come true. It is, Paul. <laughs> first, tell people what Kanifa is. You've, you've, we've popped in, actually, with some of the uh, players that will be playing in this tournament in the past, but just give us a little bit of background to it. Yeah, sure. So Kanifa is um, the Confederation of Independent Football Associations, uh, and it's, it's basically a non-FIFA FIFA. So we represent um, nations, states, and peoples who don't fit within FIFA's framework. So probably the most famous case would be Tibet, um, but then we also have people who represent um, ethnicities or linguistic identities. But basically, it's another way of looking at identity through football. So it's not as simple as, you know, you're from, you're from Catalonia, you have to play for Spain. Mm-hmm. You're from Tibet, you have to play for China. That's that's FIFA's way. We say, you know, why can't you play for whatever you feel represents you? Where's Yorkshire? I can't see that on the list. <laughs> they, they've not made it to our World Cup. They've they, not made it. No, well, they've only just joined, you see. Mm. They've only been oh. in. So our qualification process for the Khalifa World Football Cup, as we have to call it, um, started 18 months ago. And it's led to this tournament in London. Um, and it, it's basically our, our World Cup, our version of, of the FIFA World Cup. And it starts just before uh, FIFA's World Cup or finishes just before FIFA's World Cup. Um, and it's being played in London, all over London. Um, I think there'll be a lot of interest in this, especially yeah. the time of year that it's going to be on, beginning of June. Football. It, it's the only football being played, I think, in the world. So it's it's pretty much your captive audience here. Um, and as I say, the games are being played all over uh, London and the surrounding area, but but at non-league stadiums. So uh, it's you know it's a proper World Cup. It's it's a grassroots World Cup, and all the teams playing. It's their sort of their one chance to represent. Who they, who they stand for and it's it's a massive thing for them and Paddy Power have got involved our old friends and uh, they're sponsoring it but it's quite hard to pick a favourite because you, you just kind of would go for something that looks big like you'd imagine Tibet that sounds like quite a big place and so they'd have a few people to pick from so they, they'd have a chance to win it I mean do you know who who the favourites are? Well, actually, Paddy Power have quote, uh, quoted odds on it mm. um, and I'm, I'm not allowed to say any more than that there are a few in there that some non-FIFA nerds might want some action on. Uh, okay. Uh, but basically, I would say, you know, there are some strong, strong teams. So Punjab, for example. Punjab are going to be very mm. strong. Um, Padania, which is in northern Italy, they're decent. Northern Cyprus are always very competitive, and they'll have a huge... Them and Punjab will have huge support uh, in the UK, mm. especially because uh, Punjab are playing at Enfield <coughs> Town, so it's a massive community there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Northern Cyprus are playing at Enfield Town. There's a massive community there, and Punjab are playing at Slough Town. So, again, you're in the middle of a massive community. You've so, got uh, Cascadia as well, which I, I, I wasn't aware of. I've just checked it out on the Conifa website. And this is uh, a federation representing the Cascadia region of the US and Canada, composed of players from Oregon, Washington, and British Columbia. Yeah, so it's the USA team that did make it to the World Cup. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, again, they're a bit of a wild card. Um, you know, it really is an incredible mix. And some of the teams have these very tragic stories. You know, some of them have come through enormous difficulties mm. and horrible periods in their history. Some of them are just bioregions in sort of west of America. So there's, there's a massive variance. But the one thing they all have in common is they all feel, you know, this is, this is what we stand for and this is, this is 
a World Cup for those teams, basically. There are a couple of names. I mean, I know some of the names from speaking to you earlier and some from your books, but who are Czechland? Is, it, is that uh, how you pronounce it? I think it's Czechland. Yeah, yeah, they're Hungarian. Um, they're the Hungarian minority in uh, Transylvania, I believe, so in Romania. Hmm. Uh, and then Felvedek are also Hungarians, but they're, they're the Hungarian minority in Slovakia. So those two qualified um, through the European route. Um, but our teams are dotted around the world. So you've got Tuvalu are coming in from the Pacific Islands. That's they're coming Vic in. Vic from... and Bob's favourite team. Yeah, they, they, I think <laughs> Bob will get right behind them. <laughs> so they're, they're coming 9,000 miles or more for this. Um, wow. then you've got Matabeliland in Zimbabwe, who um, are basically the. They were victims of the genocide through Mugabe. So, you know, you've got a team that's struggling to to avoid secret service and to play their games. The same with Kabylia. Um, from Algeria, the Berber people of northern Algeria, having to play their games behind closed doors. And as soon as they announced qualification, their president was arrested, the president of the FA, for, for exactly that and held without charge. So Golly. you've got these stories. Then you've got United Koreans of Japan who are... Uh, so United Koreans in Japan who are uh, fifth, fourth, fifth generation, the Zainichi, who um, are treated as outsiders in Japan but have lived there their whole lives. But then you've got North and South Koreans playing for the same team. So you've got these amazing stories. Um and then you've got some more homegrown stories like the Isle of Man are in there, uh, playing yeah. under the name Ellen Vanin, which is the, the uh, Manx for Isle of Man. You've got a lot of games going on at the same time there because they, you've got sort of four at 12 o'clock on the first day, mm. three at three o'clock, <laughs> yeah. then you've got the opening ceremony after seven games have taken place. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Olympics. We do the opening <laughs> ceremony uh, sort of in the evening to make a big event of it with like, <laughs> the flag parade and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of a groundhopper's dream and an administrator's nightmare. But it, it does mean because we have 48 games, which, which is we have a plate competition, so no team just plays three games and then goes right back home, mm. it means we get to spread the tournament all over the place. So we kick off at Bromley, um, where we've got Barawa, uh, UK-based Well, I, that's, team. Of course, the, the, the um, boys come in from Barawa with you. So and good, I've, isn't it? I've got it's the shirt. Great. It's the best shirt in so the world. So I, I will be duty-bound to support them, You've got to be a Barawa fan. Yeah, they're, the, they're the host Are team. they still sponsored um, by Sea Island Fish? Red Sea Exotic Fish. No, <laughs> they've, they've, they've moved. <laughs> I think they've got Halal Butcher now. Oh, but they're taking... Really? They take I've got on, the old um, shirt, but I'm, I'm wearing vintage <laughs> Barawa shirt. You're not one of the new fans. No, that's right. I'm old school. They can tell I've been around for a while. So you've got Barawa against Tamil Alam, and they're both technically... London-based, but obviously they're diaspora teams, mm. um, and and that's kicking it off at Bromley, and that's we've got Mark Clattenburg refereeing that one, which will be interesting wow. to watch. Wow. He's Mark Clattenburg's doing five games, um, and that yeah, that's at Bromley. But you know, we also have games at Sutton, Carshalton Athletic, Fisher, Harringay Borough, Enfield Town, Slough Town, Bracknell Town, Avely, and Bedfont Sports. What about the funding for this? Because it's not cheap to bring. You know, I presume each squad is at least 18 or 15 a minimum sort of mm. thing. So you've got to bring all those guys over, ones that aren't London-based. And so it, it must cost quite a bit to put the whole yeah, thing on, doesn't it's, it? it's tough. I mean, we're we're very much in a battle to sort of bring mm. it in at break-even. And part of the part of the thing is we really want to appeal to just normal fans and people who perhaps look at the the way the FIFA game's gone and, and are disillusioned with it. So our, our ticket prices are £10 adult five pounds under 18 that's that's across the whole tournament because we want to get people to come and watch we want to mm. fill the terraces and we also want it to be sort of a celebration of non-league football and grassroots and, and you know what football stands for but as an organization we're all volunteers as well so we're basically relying on getting enough numbers into the games to make it viable um but that's the way that we are as an organization we're not 
we're not sort of a big corporate powerhouse. We're we're the little guy, really. No, of course. You Do are, people but... need to buy in advance, Paul? I mean, are, are there going to be walk-ups for some of these, or will it be you um, buy your tickets in advance? There are tickets on the door, but actually, the stadiums we're using are relatively small. Right. Um, so you know, five thousand is the biggest capacity. So, given some of the the size of some of the communities involved, it's it's probably better to buy in advance because we expect a few sellouts, especially. You know, games like Tibet versus Northern Cyprus has already sold really well at Enfield wow. Town. Um, and um, It's all the local Tibetans, that's why. You know, yeah. you can't move around there for Tibetans in Enfield Town. We're walking around <laughs> They'll with be Pearson. Ultras, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's good prices, isn't it? I mean, for to see, a, you know, an international match, be it even at this level, yeah. for 11 quid, 5.50 for under 18. Yeah, it'd be a great atmosphere, I think. There's sort yeah. of passion for these uh, countries that have never had this opportunity to play before. And that's it. And, you know, it's all it's all people just playing for the love of it. Um, there will be some pro players in there, but, you know, they're not being paid to play mm. here. It's it's the same with us as an organisation. We're all volunteers. And, you know, we're really trying to bring the heart and soul back to football a little bit with this tournament running just before Russia. So May... Um, 31st to June the 9th um, It's going to get a lot of interest I'm absolutely sure it'll be featured on TV you, you haven't got coverage have you? Yeah they're all being streamed as well really? um, Yeah so it's going to be going out across the world but what? Yeah, what we really want is people to come out and, and watch and get behind it and maybe see some teams you'd never think you'd ever go and watch um, so, um, so Paddy hmm. Power of Carlisle is a sponsor and Paddy was in Tibet um, yeah. yeah we saw t- that Tibet yeah. I yes. get the idea uh, <laughs> last week and um, <laughs> did he behave himself did it all go well well there, yeah there's been no official incident that we've had to sort of <laughs> well he's on, on later we'll um, <laughs> no I, I think it went alright I mean we, we hoped to meet the Dalai Lama but then mm. we thought it might be for the best he didn't um, but Dalai Lama is Invite him to Cheltenham for next year. Yeah, it'd be great. On, it'd be great in the box, wouldn't it? It'd be fantastic. Imagine that. Imagine him standing there on on the balcony. Go on, Ruby. Go on, Ruby. It'd be fantastic. Uh, we, we are expecting him at some of the at some of the games. Genuinely, he really? probably he's a big fan of the team. In fact, there's a few sh- uh, photos of him with football shirts around. Weirdly, Oddly, he's a Northern Cyprus family. I've never quite worked that out. Really, so he's got a bit of a soft spot for. If him. you ever Google him, you see him in a Bradford City shirt, and I don't know what really? the backstory to that is. But um, it's not Photoshop. It's the real thing I think it's it? real um, but yeah if anyone does want to buy tickets uh, yeah. if you find us we're at Kanifa official uh, I'm at Paul underscore C underscore Watson uh, and our website is Kanifa.org and tickets are going out via Eventim in your ticket price uh, you pay you get a £1 donation to a team of your choice so that doesn't have to be one of the teams competing the 16 teams coming to London but we have 48 members so if you want to give your pound to Western Sahara or um, you know Chagos Islands or Yorkshire, you can do that. Um, that's that's up to you. So it's just a, a way that fans can get involved with the wider sort of the United community. Koreans in Japan had quite a handy. They beat Kurdistan four two. Quite a good result. Yeah. yeah, there'll be ones to watch as well. I mean, Western Armenia are decent. There's a lot of good team, and I think what people will be surprised by is actually the level of quality. Yeah. As I say, there are a lot of semi-pro, but also some several pro players, including players who've played in the Champions League. So. It's a real mix. We don't we don't say you have to be amateur. Anyone can can play as long as their club are happy. Have you got um, an official ball? Uh, we're still looking for that. Actually, okay. it's, good, it's good, interesting. Well, let's look. Let's you know we've, um, we've, when you've been on this show in the past, it, you've kind of put the feelers out for a bit of help. So I mean, mm. that, that's something you're you're looking at at the moment. Very much. So. I mean, we definitely need sponsors, um, and our teams obviously, as you say, need help. They're not rich people fundraising so for example Matabele Land if you if you can look up Matabele Land they have a crowdfunder at the moment to help them uh, and their coach Justin Wally is actually an English coach who's, who's trying to get them over here 
Um, several of our teams are having to sort of fundraise their own way over. Once they're over here, we look after them with everything. Um, but really, do you think any of them won't be able to make it because of financial reasons? No, we had one quietly confident. Well, the first pullout was Kiribati, and we always thought they would, and Two Value have stepped in. Um, but we, we're not anticipating other, any other pullouts. The biggest thing people can do really is come and come and watch and yeah. have fun. It's it's in pre season. It's exactly between you know the end of the season and the the FIFA World Cup. Yeah, as I say, there's a ground near pretty much everyone, whether you're in Bracknell or Slough or you know Sutton or wherever you are. And these are all you know great clubs who are buying into what we do and proper football clubs with proper football fans who perhaps want a, something a little bit more like what we all used to watch growing up as, as a World Cup, where players might hang out with the fans and go for a drink with you in the bar. You know, it's Brilliant. it's not this kind of... Are you going to be sort of the set blatter of the tournament? Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's not a great comparison. I don't know what you're trying to ask, <laughs> though. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, trying to ask me who's going to win. No, you're, yeah. arguing, you're arguing with Paddy over who presents the trophy. Oh, yeah, that him and Pele are fighting over there. That'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. We all remember that, don't we? Yeah. Paul, it's, it's lovely to lovely see you again. Paul. Yeah, lovely um, Thank you. Keep in touch before, obviously. We've got a couple of months till it happens, so, uh, yeah, we'll sort of check in with you next month, see how things we are going. We should go to the opening game, the opening ceremony. Okay, right. With you. You may be a guest of honour, Andy. I'm certainly going to be going along with some games, but we will uh, we'll talk to you next month. Lovely stuff. Thanks, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, tomorrow among our guests, Owen Morgan, the England one-day skipper. And, of course, we'll look ahead to Liverpool versus Manchester City in the Champions League. Looking forward to it. Uh, have a great evening. Thanks for downloading us. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.